Hello and welcome to another episode of Kata Upanishad, a podcast that conveys and explains the meaning behind one of the 10 principal Upanishads. This podcast is compiled from a series of talks that Sadhguru Shri Madhusudan Sai gave in 2020 and can also be viewed in video form on saiprakashna.org. A link will be in the show notes. So without any further introduction, please enjoy this episode of Kata Upanishad. This is one of the very beautiful chapters again very light it's not as heavy as uh, the first two chapters also we went slow in the first two chapters because lot of spiritual concepts paravidya concepts vedanta concepts had to be clarified it was not just reading a story and moving on therefore we took lot of time we used it also to learn many other fundamental concepts of vedanta philosophy now we come to this and looks like yama and uh, nachigeta have become good friends now and they're having a lot of chat we will read what it is about the shloka says ritam pibantau sukrutasya loke guham pravishtau parame parardhe chhaya tapau brahma vido vadanti panchagnyo yecha trinachiketah word by word we'll go ritam ritam is the truth one meaning of rhythm is truth truth means that which is inevitable from that point of view rhythm so inevitable is pibantau two of them tau pibantu means they drink means they drink the truth means what they experience the inevitable what is inevitable anything that we do its result is inevitable so sukrutasya loke whatever work has been done sukruta sukruta means what sukruta means that which you have done swakrutyasya which you have done in this life in this loka loke in this world bhuloka or whichever in, in, within this body as living whatever activity you have done you have to enjoy the results of it that's what he is saying you have to experience the results of it but you are not two of them are enjoying he is saying two of them are drinking the truth or dr- enjoying the results of the actions that have been done in this loka and he says where are those two people guham pravishtau parame parardhe guham in a cave pravishtau they have entered which kind of cave parame parardhe the highest and the very uh, the the ultimate means they have gone and hidden themselves in an ultimate cave it's all symbolic it's not directly said it's symbolically being said that these two people who enjoy all the actions results of all the actions that you perform they have gone and hidden in the deep cave highest of the caves somewhere that is now next he says and how are these two chaya tapau they are like chaya on one side like shadow and atapa means the light on the other side they are the like the light and shadow they have gone and hidden where in a cave because they enjoy the fruits of all the actions and then they go and hide in the cave look at this uh, analogy and he says brahma vidovanti who says this the people who know brahman say this that there are two who are hiding in the cave who enjoy the fruits of actions and not only brahma vida who else says it panchagnyo those who perform five kind of agnis five kind of agnis are to be performed by the grihasthas 
on a daily basis agnihotras so those grihasthas also who are doing all this karma kanda like vajashrava all kinds of rituals every day they also know this and who else knows this trinachiketa those who have performed nachiketa agni thrice as we heard they also know about it now think a little deeply why he used three people's name first let us forget who hides in the cave let us first ask why these three people what do these trinachiketas want they want to go to highest of the heaven where they can live very very long they don't want to come back soon panchagnyo who performs who wants smaller heavens some money some cattle good rain good crop good health long life these kind of people perform the grihastha and brahmavida what they want they want the ultimate truth they don't want the heaven in between they don't want the earth below they want to achieve the highest truth vajashrava was looking for he was a person who was performing panchagni and now he is going to learn natiketa agni so he will go to the highest heaven but natiketa is of what kind he is a brahmavida he want to be knower of the brahman all the three agree what they agree that two enjoy everything and they go and hide in a cave in the deep cave somewhere very a secret cave where do they hide that is, and why do they hide and who are these two naturally these questions should come to you so it's again is a very allegorical a very metaphorical kind of a explanation and he says now you you imagine who who are the two people who seem to enjoy everything that you do in life whether you do brahma gyana vedanta you study whether you do agnis and uh, pujas archanas and aradhanas or yagnas and uh, upasanas who enjoys the results of the you will say obviously i enjoy because i am the doing but you alone don't enjoy their saying the two of two of you enjoy together my husband who joined me in the yagna no <laughs> not husband within you there are two he saying who go and enjoy this so now we are being introduced to the concept of jivatma this was not spoken so far it was said that one hides in the hearts of people that one is everywhere inside outside it stays here travels everywhere that one never gets destroyed that never never born that one never you know goes anywhere nothing has come out that 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 like that only the brahman has been explained so far so your idea of brahman will be one vast expansive thing in which like i explain we are in space like a fish floating in the water water is inside the fish water is outside the fish like that we are in brahman that is what i hope you have developed an impression of brahman so far that is a sea of awareness in which we all are floating it's a space in which we all exist like that brahman is the awareness which makes all our buddhi indriya mana everything work function like electricity it's pervading everything now it is introducing a concept that inside our body where is the location of brahman in a deep cave and how does brahman live in that cave he lives as jivatma they call it a very very important concept you are a jivatma you would have heard this word any number of times neva jivatma jivatma ve parvatma jivaye shiva all this we have heard any times what does it mean jiva is shiva what do you mean by atma is parmatma this concept is being introduced that within your body there is a seat of brahman brahman resides inside your body now tell me once where is the place brahman would be residing think like that in your whole body if i tell brahman resides in your toe does it sound okay brahman resides in your knee 
Brahman resides on the tip of your nose. So we generally try to say Brahman, when you say, who are you, where do we point? He, I am this, I am this, we don't point. Where do we point? See, instinctively we put our hands on our chest, don't we? The very fact that we put our hand on our chest means somehow we recognize our presence here. Though the whole thing we believe is us, but somehow instinctively put our hands on our chest and say, we are here, I am here. So the idea is that there is a space outside. What is this guha we will explain first. And then we will explain who is hiding in this guha. What is this guha? Guha is space, not cave. Cave is being used because cave is like a dark, deep space where nobody enters and very difficult to know what is existing inside. So that is the metaphor used. But it's a space, it's a secret space. Why it is secret? Because nobody goes there. Now, there is a space outside. Remember the space thing we talked about? That Brahman is like the space who permeates inside, outside. Inside the atom also space is there. In the whole universe also space is there. Now what we are saying, there is a space outside. It's called Bhuta Akasha. Bhuta Akasha means physical space in which all the things exist. This clock is existing, tumbler is existing, I am sitting, mic is existing, you are existing in a space which is Bhuta Akasha. Akasha is the physical space in which we are all existing. Now what happens, this space you have also known that it is inside you. You have, we have heard that because Antar Bahishcha or Anoraniyan, Matomahiyan. So it is inside us also. So what is this space inside? Then next one is comes is Chitta Kasha. Chitta Kasha means the space in our mind. So when you close your eyes in meditation, somebody said, I see some emptiness. What is that? You, can, you are aware that like in this physical world, objects are kept everywhere. Like in our mind, thoughts are there everywhere. Can you imagine like this? That in your mind, mind is like a space. In that space, you are aware of so many people's names, forms, you are aware of objects, you are aware of your works, memories, you are aware of emotions. All these different, different, different things are existing in a space called your mind within you. So now call it as Chitta Kasha because Chitta is also referred to as one aspect of mind, Chitta Buddhi and Mana and Ahankara. So this Chitta Kasha it is called. So outside was Bhuta Kasha where all the physical things exist. Then there is a space inside our mind called Chitta Kasha in which all our thoughts, emotions, memories, recognitions, all the knowledge that we have gathered in our life has exists there like a library. Okay, now from there you go, there is a space deeper than that because something can observe the mind, Drigdrishya Viveka, eyes see the objects, mind sees the eyes and somebody is watching the mind. So there is one more deeper space within ourselves called Chidakasha. Sat Chit Ananda, we say that Chid is this Chid, Chidakasha. What is Chidakasha? It's a space of awareness. It's just aware. Using that awareness only mind is functioning, using that awareness only body is functioning, using that awareness only we are doing viveka, vairagya, everything is using that awareness. This awareness is the ultimate Brahman because it doesn't have any form, name, any particular quality. Awareness is awareness. For example, if you become aware of a bad incident or if you become aware of a good incident, Bad and good is related to the incident. 
awareness is not become bad and good awareness is a ability of yours to recognize or understand things like intelligence is an ability to analyze and discriminate things like voice is an ability to sing or speak like that awareness is an ability suppose you speak wrong things is your voice become polluted if you sing good things is voice has become purer no voice is an ability a faculty given to you like when you see something good or bad eyes don't become dirty suppose you see red color eyes have become red or you see green color eyes have become green no likewise this awareness is a faculty within us using which only we are aware that we even are alive right now we are aware that we are living in a human body right now i am not an animal i am aware that i am a man or a woman right now i am aware that i am sitting and listening to katopanishad right now this awareness is called chidakasha chid awareness there is a space called awareness within you this space is very subtle nobody goes till that deep they are busy in their mind thoughts emotions in the chittakasha or they are busy in the bhutakasha running around doing things eating sleeping playing studying beyond that nobody is going to search whether something else exists beyond this we are happy in our physical space at best in our mental space when we draw from all the physical activities we get into our mental space start thinking beyond that there is a space there is an awareness space during our deep sleep what happens physical space disappears because you are not even aware that you are sleeping on a bed or in the floor or in which room you do not aware of anything in your deep sleep so your physical bhutakasha disappears is your chitta kasha there in deep sleep that is also not there why because your mind also is quiet it doesn't know it is thinking not thinking it is man woman it has no idea in deep sleep so your chitta kasha also is gone but one space still is there in your deep sleep which is called chidakasha the very awareness that you are alive that is still there your mind may not be knowing it body may not be knowing it but it knows that it is a, it is alive it knows that it exists that space is called as chidakasha and this is one step of meditation first sit down think i am existing in this whole universe as this body then remove all the universe all the space outside then go within to your mind space in my mind all these thoughts and everything is existing but in what does my mind exist what is that holds the mind that is this awareness it's called chittakasha chittakasha holds the bhutakasha it's not the other way around so in awareness only we know of everything this awareness is called chidakasha in that awareness there are two there saying who are hiding there not one what is this two the idea that you are an individual soul and that you are the universal soul these are the two ideas that exist within us some people the dvaita bhakti people say what i am only a jantu i am only a human god is there up in the heaven for them god exists outside them it doesn't exist inside them then the vishishta advaitin say that god is there outside and also inside me as a spark a jyotir or a, 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 some kind of a light or some kind of a thing god exists within i am a spark of divinity but i am not god vishishta advaitis are very clear god is in my heart but i am not god first one says what 
God is not in my heart, God is in heaven, I am here and I have to go worship and that is Dvaita Bhakti. Vishishtadvaitins say what? God is of course there, also is in my heart. But are you God? No, no, I am not God. I am a piece of God. I am a spark of God. I am a part and parcel of God, but I am not God. God is much, much bigger. I am just a small, I am a fraction. Advaitins say what? That fraction and that whole is one and the same. Everything is one and the same. There are no two. The one which is within only is without also. There is no two. This is the Advaita. That's why they have taken three examples. One of the Panchagni people who are just like Dvaita Bhaktas. God give me this, God give me that. Where are you in high above heaven? They'll praise him and get all the boons. Then he uses Trinachiketas who are little more advanced. They think, no, no. God does exist and it's just a comparison I'm saying. It's not to be drawn directly like this, match the column. It's a comparison. Little more evolved people think what? God is in my heart and also God is everywhere, but I'm not God. Vedantins say that God and I are one and the same. It appears as two, but it is one. Now let me give an example of a pot and a reflection of sun in the pot. Now when you have a pot of full of water, and if you look into that, what do you see? You see sun. Now you are thinking what? Oh, this pot has got a sun of its own. The one who has never seen sun above in the sky, what will he think? There is a sun inside the pot which is glowing. And when you disturb the pot, the sun is disturbed. And when water is disturbed, the sun breaks into pieces. This is their idea of the people who think sun is in the pot. Now when the whole thing pot is very steady, and they see one more pot is there, in that also one sun is there, in third pot also there is a sun, fourth pot also there is a sun, then they get a doubt. Do we all have our own sun in each pot? And then they get a doubt and they get curious and look up and see, no, there is only one sun there, which is reflecting in this pot, that pot, that pot and all the pots in the world. This reflection is the Jivatma concept and the sun above is the Paramatma concept. You get my point? We all have the reflection of God within us. But the God is one and the same supreme. But we feel it is within me and within you and within him and we all have different, different souls. We don't have different souls. It's the one soul only. But we think we are different. But truth is what? All space is one. But somehow a upadi they call it. A kind of a superimposition or conditioning is happened because of the building of walls which calls now this space as high school space like this is whole of India but then Karnataka has its own boundary if you remove the boundary actually there is no boundary exists physically but where is Karnataka where is Telangana where is uh, Andhra Pradesh as space everything is the same like that all our beings are filled with only this idea of Paramatma but for the sake of understanding where do I realize God? You realize within yourself, we say. Because we want to stop you from running behind temples and priests. We want to stop you from running behind pujas and homas. We want to stop you from running like arti artatis. So the creation of a little jignasa that God is within you. It's a, as I said, Yama is teaching step by step. For a primary school fellow, you can't tell that sun does not rise and set. That fellow will get confused. For him you have to say what? See that direction, that is east, sun rises in the east. See that direction, that is west, sun sets in the west. So you begin there and finally come to what conclusion? Actually sun doesn't rise and set, 
it is the earth which is going around the sun and as it turns on its axis we see sunrise and sunsets but first what you believe sunrises and sets so think now that there are two hiding in you one is the rising sun and the setting sun and one is the actual sun which neither rises and sets the reflection and the real both are existing in you but our problem is that we see the reflection we forget the real sun we don't think of this real sun and we only worry about the reflection that god is a spark of light within me and unless i get that electric shock i will never realize brahman it doesn't happen like that but we have this imagination so he goes on playing the, in the imagination that we believe that there are two who are enjoying the results of actions actually there is only one this idea that i am enjoying sukha dukha dharma dharma is because i have thought that i am separate from brahman as a jivatma who has a piece of brahman within himself or herself and whatever i do i am suffering the losses or gains accordingly but the truth is that the actual enjoyer of everything is brahman only he is the one who is watching the whole movie the one who is acting in the movie may not be enjoying the movie the one who is watching the movie is only enjoying the movie isn't it when you see a movie who is getting entertained who is getting entertained the audience is getting entertained actors are entertainers entertained is the audience so brahman is the entertained jiva is the entertainer that is a idea so if you watch your own movie let us say you only acted in that movie they gave you the villain's part or something like that and you acted in the movie now you are watching your own movie the movie has been released now you are sitting down and watching the movie when you were acting in the movie what were you entertainer and now when you are sitting and watching the same movie what are you entertained you only have there inside the screen and outside the screen but when you are inside the screen you are the actor when you are outside the screen you though you were the actor earlier you are now the audience so jivatma is like the actor which believes i have to do this i have to do that i have to do everything i have to do good punya papa all these ideas are stuck to this jivatma paramatma is the audience who is sitting and watching his own movie in which he only has acted as jivatma so all our life is like a play or a movie in which parmatma only is acting through all of us as a male female boy old young rich poor and at that time he is recognized as jivatma but when he is the one who sits and observes or watches this movie as an audience as the one who is being entertained by the movie he himself becomes the parmatma so this jivatma concept is being introduced now saying that within us we think there are two all these people think there are two one is the parmatma who permeates everything and also is a jivatma who is inside the house of this body and where is this brahman residing in the body if you have to put it is here but it is as elusive a concept as heisenberg's uncertainty principle can you point and say where the electron is in the electron shell you can't the more you try to measure it the more it escapes your measurement that is the uncertainty principle the more you try to put finger and say this is where brahman resides the more you miss it yet to teach us that sun rises and sets and slowly we will grow and learn sun doesn't rise and set the concept of jivatma has been introduced that in all of us resides that god where in the cave of our heart where is this heart not the physical heart in the space called chidakasha hridaya kasha in that akasha resides the 
Brahman as the Jeevatma. So why there are said two are enjoying? Because our misconception is that as Jeevatma I am enjoying, but the real one is Paramatma only. And Paramatma is not even enjoying, he is just a witness to everything. He is a witness to everything. But he is being entertained by witnessing all these things. But he doesn't become happy or sad by watching the scenes. Because he knows it's all a movie. So he's untouched. He's just watching without crying or laughing. Whereas we are crying and laughing as actors. But he is crying, not, neither crying nor laughing. He's sitting. So as Jeevatma we cry and laugh. As Paramatma we just observe. So the idea is that from body you came into your mind. That is from Bhutakasha you came into Chittakasha. From Chittakasha you have to slowly get deeper in your meditation into Chidakasha, the awareness, Pragnana. In awareness you will find first that God is in me, you will find first. And slowly you will evolve to find that I am only God. So this is the example they are saying these two people are hiding inside, who are enjoying, seemingly enjoying the fruits of all that is done. One is the Jivatma and another is the Paramatma. But Paramatma is actually not enjoying, only is watching. Jivatma is the one who is getting confused and thinking, I am enjoying, I am not enjoying, because it associates itself with the mind and the body. Paramatma does not associate itself with anything. But Jivatma thinks in this body there is a mind. So he becomes the actor and suffers in the scene. Paramatma becomes the audience and watches the scene, that's all. But the idea of Vedanta is that everybody knows these two are. Then how is their nature? Chaya tapau. One is the shadow and one is the real. Who is the real? Paramatma. And who is the shadow? Jivatma. That's all. Both are because of only one thing, that is Paramatma. If there is no object, how shadow will come? So Paramatma is the real cause of everything, but Jivatma is like a shadow of Paramatma, similar to how a sun's reflection is found in a pot, even though sun exists up there. And we may think there are hundreds of suns in hundreds of pods, though there is only one sun up there. But it looks like the sun there and sun here, both are two suns and both are enjoying this. No. That sun is just witnessing. This pot is getting hot because of the reflection of the sun. The water is becoming hotter because of the reflection of the sun. Like that we behave, we do things because of the power of God, but we think God is within us and then we suffer or enjoy accordingly. So this is the idea of Jivatma and Paramatma. So I will close it here for today because this is an important concept that we have introduced. Tomorrow we will develop on this concept because now we will have to, I mean, we have introduced four things inside. One is the body and senses, then there is mind, then there is this buddhi and then there is this Atman. Now this Atman has come as your individual Atman, as Jeevatman. That is how it will teach you how to move from this individual Atman to the concept of universal Atman. But straight away if you try to jump there, you will get confused. So Katopanishad will take us gradually, step by step. The rest of it we will see tomorrow. That concludes another episode of Kata Upanishad. As always, we hope you've enjoyed and found some meaning in it. For more podcasts, videos and other content of this kind, please visit saiprakashna.org. Until next time, thanks for listening and all the very best.